welcome to part two of our recap of A Christmas Carousel. Where we left off, Brian was just telling us about uh, this event that is going to be happening. Yes, the art of Christmas. So later that day, Heidi drops off coffee at the carousel to invite them to the Christmas tree lighting that night. She and Roy sit on the carousel and have a heart to heart. <gasps> Heidi has four kids and she misses them because they all live in different countries. Her husband passed away five years ago. Roy, as we know, is a widower too. Roy asks her if her kids set her up on dates too, and they commiserate about their attempts at using the dating apps. I guess we're just both a little old fashioned, says Roy. Oh my God. Now this was a really cute scene. I like Heidi and Roy together. I do too. Yeah. It was, it was cute. They were um, cute. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the cafe in downtown, and, you know, again, here's some of the event planning. Rachel Boston and Whitaker are planning the art of Christmas. Lots of details and logistics in the scene. The spreadsheet, as we already mentioned, makes an appearance. Um, none of them remotely plausible for an event that is to take place in a week, of course. Um, but there are two big takeaways from this scene. One, Whitaker doesn't like public speaking. And two, <laughs> he wants his niece Maya to sing a solo at the Christmas gala. Oh my God. Luckily he's the prince, so that, that gets to happen. Um, the planning gets interrupted as Whitaker remembers that they are due back at the palace for the Christmas tree lighting. Back at the palace, as they stroll through the hallways, Whitaker mansplaining about the frescoes, um, <laughs> The pair runs into 12-year-old Maya, who again is literally skipping and singing. Whitaker calls her string bean and introduces her to Rachel Boston. Maya admits that skipping and singing is her habit and explains that her parents have abandoned her at the palace for Christmas. Quote, they love to ski, but not me, she says. And you don't need to be a psychoanalyst to make something out of the ambiguous grammar in that sense. Oh my God, that is dark and I weird. Love Are we that. sure she's alive? Is she a haunted little ghost of a girl? Like, is she okay? I don't think she's okay. Is this like a case of arrested psychological development? Is that why she skips in things? Because she was abandoned at the age of five. She hasn't seen her parents ever since. They're just chasing the next powdery slope across the globe yes. <laughs> they love the abandoned ski, me not for me. the slopes <laughs> love the snow but not me <laughs> i've been dead for five years la 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 <laughs> up and down these halls la, la, la. the beautiful singing voice and i'll haunt you forever with it la, la. <laughs> i loved that line that so much would be really epic if Maya were really dead and she were a ghost. <laughs> that would change everything. What, I mean, do you think that her grandfather knows? Probably not. <laughs> no. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Well, so Rachel Boston, who can't see her, I guess, um, <laughs> takes oh, Rachel, pity on... Rachel can see dead Maya too? Oh, yeah, yeah, Rachel can see yes. dead Maya too. Okay. Uh, and like, oh, you want you you want your make believe niece to sing at the thing? Okay, <laughs> whatever. Well, You're but she friend. takes pity on her on her spirit, and they skip off arm in arm to the Christmas tree lighting. Oh my god! Cut to the tree is already lit, 
so we don't get to see that. And now Maya is lighting, quote, the traditional Christmas carousel, which is, it seems, some tabletop candle and popsicle stick contraption. <laughs> I assume it's European because it looks both DIY and underwhelming. So oh my that, God. that's Europe. Yeah. Better than lighting the Christmas herring, which is what I thought you were going to say. Oh, that'd be better. <laughs> oh, I would have loved that tradition. I've been excited for that. Um, at any rate, the whole event is a bit strange, as the only people present are the royal family, Heidi, and Rachel Boston and her dad. <laughs> if I were Rachel Boston, I would be wondering why I got invited to this private family event and wondering which of my organs the royal family needs. Um, Are you there were no no extended family, no lords and ladies. Yeah. No, no servants. People. No townspeople, no servants. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was weird. And then Maya and Rachel head off to help Maya choose her solo or maybe Maya needs her kidney or to drain her life force or something. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but then to make things even weirder, the king takes Whitaker aside and admonishes him to keep things with Rachel Boston strictly professional. You know, the old, hey son, I hope you're treating the help like the help, even though we just invited the help to be honored guests at our private family Christmas ceremony. Ah, yeah. oh, those Ancadian royal protocols, so inscrutable. <laughs> <laughs> just can't see through the opacity. <laughs> oh. At the carousel the next day, Roy is restoring the wishing horse. Whitaker is amused and skeptical. A wishing horse? Oh, that sounds quite scientific. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I don't understand. Rachel Boston accuses him of doubting the power of the wishing horse, which one should never do. And then they the had last off person there. who did that did that turned out to be Maya, who's now a ghost, skipping right. in hallways. Yes, unloved. Unloved. Um, <laughs> and then they head off to art class. And there's art class, but I don't even want to talk about that. After art class, everyone goes to the Ancadia Christmas Market. Why are Christmas markets a Hallmark thing this year, aunties? I have seen so many in the movies it's the this year. Producers, it's a German thing. Oh. Yeah, we have producers are just bringing a little bit of their the German zest for outdoor markets in the cold. Yeah, there were there was a Christmas market in Christmas in Vienna, and they went to it every single day, all day, every day. <laughs> all that you can do in the Rhineland <laughs> and Christmas is go to the market day in, day out. Christmas market. Lots of them this year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But something is awry with the weather at this Christmas market. I don't want to alarm anyone, but heavy soap suds seem to be <laughs> falling from the sky. I'm thinking there's some sort of airborne toxic event, like a detergent Ooh. cloud or something. That sounds um, terrible. Yeah, but Heidi and Roy are on a date, strolling through the market, talking about how nice it is, apparently oblivious to the soapicane happening all around them. <laughs> That was some fake-ass snow. That was horrible. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Ugh. Sounds they like run in... winter in Chernobyl. Y yes! It was winter in Chernobyl. Oh, that? Oh, I want to watch that Hallmark movie. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh. 
They run into Rachel Boston, Whitaker, and Maya, who are picking out decorations for the art event. Rachel Boston sees a necklace and says, it would be perfect for Christmas. Whitaker says, it's yours. But then he somehow doesn't buy it because she gets a text message reminding her to apply for the program director position. He suggests she go for it, even though he knows too that fathers can be tricky business. She says that's a good way of putting it, even though it isn't. Um, <laughs> you know, it's amazing that this woman is getting repeated text messages to apply to this damn job. And at all hours of the day in Ancadia, like I can't figure out- in this job market? Like, for in this economy? Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Are they texting her at like what, four in the morning? I guess. It's, in like, yeah, it's, yeah. Wherever is USA time? Yeah. So then um, later, as they drop Rachel Boston off at the cottage, Whitaker and Maya conspiratorially agree that they like her. But which one will end up with her? <laughs> <laughs> She's mine, Whitaker. She's all mine. <laughs> you, I'm going the last to possess one. her body. <laughs> I'm going to charm her with my voice. <laughs> no, you won't. Your voice is probably terrible. <laughs> uh, so then back at the lobby of the Hilton Milwaukee, um, it's late <laughs> at night and the king is wandering about aimlessly. Maybe he's trying to find the elevator bank. Your majesty, it's over there between the concierge and the bell desk. Um, <laughs> But since Whitaker is there, the king will take the opportunity to put his cards on the table. Whitaker is spending too much time with Rachel Boston and his lightheartedness and creative pursuits detract from his seriousness. As the king says, there is a certain gravitas that a future king must demonstrate. He insists that Whitaker must marry Margaret instead and he must signal that intention by taking her as his date to the Christmas gala. Whitaker says he doesn't love Margaret and he ends the scene alone in tears. I thought this was some real acting, honestly. I thought so too, yeah. Yeah, I felt for Wit. I felt that he, I mean, he really, it wasn't over the top. It was like very tender. And it was like, you, you just get how conflicted he is that his father doesn't see him or value him for who yeah. he is and just how conflicted and torn he is. I thought it was pretty awesome. I liked it, yep, I agree. The next morning at the carousel, Whitaker blows off Rachel Boston and says that Heidi is going to help him hang the paintings for the art event instead. Rachel Boston is disappointed and so is Heidi, who as she hangs paintings with Whitaker asks why Rachel Boston isn't helping. But <laughs> Heidi knows what's up, of course, and she wants to be candid. She says, at my age, you begin, and she's in her 60s, remember. At my age, you begin to understand there is nothing of value except love. And Whitaker looks troubled. Good, Heidi good, just doesn't good. like hanging things. Heidi's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, I have to hang paintings Why is Rachel doing this? She's the other art person. Don't I have more important work? Like, is this a good use of my time right now? That's what At I my think. age, you begin to think that there are better things to do than to hang pictures. I've got shit to do. She's probably <laughs> got all kinds of stuff to do. It's true. Back of the carousel, Roy and Rachel Boston are having a heart-to-heart. -heart. Roy says she reminds him of her mom because her mom also had a hard time asking for what she needed. He guesses that she needs to figure out where she stands with Whitaker and urges her to ask the prince about his feelings. Easy enough. And so that evening, 
Rachel Boston stops by the palace to talk to Whitaker. They drink champagne on a balcony in front of a static painting of a light-filled alpine valley, which inexplicably <laughs> they seem to be pretending is actually not a painting, but a real <laughs> view, despite the fact that they are clearly not outside and that painting is clearly a Thomas Kincaid. Um, <laughs> all of which only makes their conversation more surreal. I love um, it. Whitaker explains that Rachel Boston is a swell gal, but any relationship with him is complicated. Did he? His dad. Did he? No, I said that. Oh, I was so disappointed. But I mean, it was that kind of thing. I was really like, hoping. <clears throat> yeah. His dad thinks he has to date Margaret and to announce at the gala his intention to marry her. He's avoided marriage, you see, because when he does marry, then he will have to ascend the throne. And as king, he must give up art and his sense of humor. But couldn't you be anyone you want if you were king? Asks Rachel Boston. Ah, uh, if only it were that simple, silly American lady. <laughs> um, instead of pursuing true love, he has to keep women, the women he really likes, in the friend zone. Rachel Boston claims that she's okay with the friend zone. We know she isn't, but Whitaker believes her. They awkwardly agree that they are just friends. They both look stricken, and then they toast to friendship in front of that painting. With, As Rachel Boston. With champagne. As, yes, to friendship. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. And then as Rachel Boston leaves, Whitaker calls Margaret and asks her to the gala. In that scene, when they're in front of, as you so aptly described, the Thomas Kincaid painting, and they're looking at each other, you can you can tell they want to kiss so yes. bad. It was just like, oh, they just want to kiss. They just want to kiss, but they can't kiss. It was really painful to watch. It was. <sighs> <laughs> and it, was, it was it was <laughs> well, there was a weird dialogue because he was like he said something about like um you know something about you know I, I wish I like do you understand how I feel and she said I feel exactly as you feel and then they have this moment where like he thinks maybe she's saying she likes him but then yeah. she says yes friendship is very important and he's like so crestfallen visibly and it's just this like, complete lack of communication. His, his conversational tact just seemed all wrong here because he's sort of like, oh, you know, I can't fall in love because I have to be king. I have to marry Margaret. And he's sort of hoping that she's going to respond to that by saying, oh, but I love you. And then mm -hmm. he'll say, oh, you know what? I love you too. Let's throw it all away. But instead, she's trying to protect herself and like protect him and says, oh, that's okay. We can just be friends. And he's like, oh. Why'd she say that? And it's like, well, because you told because her, you her that you have to, to be that. friends. Yeah. Right? Oh, oh yeah, because so you opened the exact wrong way with yeah. you did it wrong. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. That was sad. Oh, wait. It was sad. First, we have to go to that stupid art show before we get to the gala. We <laughs> um, have to do that. <laughs> at the show, the Duke is impressed with the art. Very nice, very Christmassy. <laughs> there um, we go. Somehow, Rachel Boston is the MC for the event, despite the fact that she is a foreigner and she has only been in the country 10 days. Um, Prince Whitaker's speech at first is awkward and wooden. He's hemming and hawing from note cards, and the audience is bored. There is much performative coughing. 
His father, the king, looks judgmental, but Rachel Boston looks encouraging. She knows he can do it. Finally, Whitaker gives up on the note cards and just talks, starts talking extemporaneously. He's funny and sincere. He says, pomp and circumstance aren't important to me, but art is. And he talks about art and what it means to connect to it. He makes a herring for breakfast joke. There you go, Auntie Sarah. Oh, um, my, my jaw just dropped, by the I way. Know. Yeah. <laughs> He's charming. After the speech, the king asks Rachel Boston what she thinks of the art school project. You can see that he's starting to reevaluate his son. And later the king says he was quite impressed with the evening. Whitaker tells Rachel Boston that was the first time the king has shown approval of one of his endeavors, but that even so, the king has still never said that he's proud of him. Tricky business, fathers. Tricky <laughs> business. Oh, poor Prince Wit. Yeah. In other news, Whitaker is not convinced that the Duke is still, still fully sold on the art school, so Rachel Boston comes up with a plan. What if we had Maya sing his favorite Christmas song? Great idea, but what is it? Whitaker knows how to find out. They have to consult the royal histories, hand-kept accounts of all the royal houses, to the royal library. And I would just like to note that there were only seven volumes on that shelf. <laughs> Which tells you everything you need to know about Ancadia. <laughs> but luckily, one of those seven volumes contains the information they seek. The Duke's family has always loved the Coventry Carol, presumably because of its depiction of infanticide and how that really resonates with the Duke. I was just going to say <laughs> about this Carol, the Coventry Carol, I did get a text from our super listener, Auntie Cheryl. And oh. it does say, just found out that the Coventry Carol that Maya sang was about an historic baby massacre. Tudor <laughs> lyrics were about dead babies. So just, yeah. you yep. know. In my family, we also listen to incredibly weird and morbid Christmas music. So I can't, I don't know. I feel my, One of my favorite Christmas musics is about a woman who's, raped and killed and then she's dug back up again and all of her bones and her teeth are made into a a, a little chapel for children to go pray in i mean christmas it's a weird it's complicated world out it's, there yeah it's yes yeah, it, i mean i i i like the coventry carol as well that 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 version on that um cd from like 30 years ago you know the very special the allison moyer version of that song oh, is yeah. is on my Christmas playlist every year because she yeah. does a great version of that song. I mean, it's a great carol. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know, um, favorite, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Duke is a, he's an interesting fellow. Yeah, he's complicated, yeah. He's a complicated man with complicated tastes. Yes. So the next morning, Maya is reluctant to learn a whole new song for that night. However, once Rachel Boston sings a verse for her, she's convinced. That was easy enough. Um, all right, outside Maya's room, Whitaker tells Rachel Boston that he thinks she's wonderful. She thinks he's wonderful too. And he presents her with the necklace from the Christmas market. And he asks permission to put it on her neck because consent is important. Mm-hmm, yeah. Then he says, I want you to wear this whenever you feel you don't have the proper courage to ask for whatever it is you truly want. Mm. 
I kind of like, like he that. also needs one of those necklaces. I was just gonna say, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't put the necklace on your own stupid neck like two nights ago. But that's yes, fine. I loved it. I love the necklace. It was a necklaces. it's a big fat garnet, I think. Yeah, it's beautiful. It looked great on her. And what he said about the proper courage, I mean, yeah, it made sense. It really made sense. Chills. Yep. Mm -hmm. but then he says something that sounds a lot like goodbye. And then she leaves and he watches her go with longing. Moments later, Whitaker confronts the king, who is reading sullenly in a corner of the hotel lobby. <laughs> <laughs> Whitaker's gotta take a stand. I can't take Margaret to the gala, he says. And the king apologizes. After the art show, he realized that Whitaker needs to be with someone who makes him shine, like Rachel Boston makes him shine. And the king gives him his blessing, and Whitaker awkwardly hugs him. Then Whitaker says, that was awkward, wasn't it? And the king says, no, not at all. I'm very proud of you, son. Mm. Oh, that's all sorted. Yeah. So that was a very rapid change of heart, but okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It's all sorted. Um, the father business has gotten a bit less tricky. Um, I hope someone remembers, though, to tell Rachel Boston that all of this happened. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Rachel Boston, back at the carousel, Margaret shows up looking for Whitaker. She mentions in passing that Whitaker has asked her to the gala. Rachel Boston's face freezes in a rictus of pain. Oh. A bit later, back at the cottage, Rachel Boston is crying in her bathrobe, fondling <gasps> the necklace that Whitaker has given her. Oh my god. Summoning up her courage, she tells Roy that she just got an interview for the program director position. He's not oh, angry. So, wait, wait. Did she apply to that shit? Or did it just uh, magically appear no, in her lap? I, I, think, I think off camera she applied for that. Yeah. By text then, message? I guess. Well, oh my god. Right? She has no one knows. Um, Unbelievable. But Roy isn't angry. He says he'll just handle the business himself. Rachel Boston says she'll be catching the last flight out tonight after Maya's solo at the gala, partially because her job interview is apparently on Boxing Day, um, but also because she cares so much about Whitaker and doesn't want to interfere with his newfound gravitas and his incipient smooshing with mags. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> But of course, that will all be moot as soon as Whitaker tells her the good news. But first, apparently he has to tell Mags who has cornered him at the palace. It turns out neither of them want to get engaged. They don't love each other. He's relieved. She's happy they didn't make a mistake because as she says, she deserves to be with someone who she's besotted with. I wrote that Ooh. quote down too. Wasn't that cute? I was like, you you know what you do, Margaret, even though you don't understand the value of carousels yep, and you art. call art uh, a diversion, yes. you, you do deserve to be with someone with whom you are besotted. It's true. Yeah. We believe in human rights. That's right. Love and dignity. Yeah. Well, in speaking to me, this felt like a real missed opportunity to make her a lesbian because um, <gasps> she could have said, sorry, Whitaker, I'm besotted with my writing instructor. Her name is Barb. We're going to raise ferrets together. <laughs> uh, I want to go visit their ferret farm. It yeah. 
Margaret and Babs forever. Wouldn't that have been brilliant? Mags and Babs. Mags and Babs. I want that show. Mags and Babs Ferret Farm. Yep. All right. Are you finally ready for the gala, dear? Yes, please. Please, we need the gala. Whitaker is dressed in a quasi-military uniform that makes him look like a cross between Napoleon III and (laughs) Cobra Commander. Um, (laughs) These uniforms are so extra. It is like buttons on braids, on rope, on pantaloons. I mean, on metal. I mean, it was was a lot. Wouldn't it be amazing if they were all naval commanders? Yes. Obsessed with herring. Trapped on the Alps. That's right. Landlocked in the Alps, like Liechtenstein. Yes. <laughs> Rachel Boston is in a lovely red dress, maybe satin or something like that. It's shiny with a white wrap. She looks radiant. She does. Um, beautiful. Um, Maya's Coventry Carol starts out okay, but then in the second verse, she starts to forget the words. I don't blame her though, because the second verse in this movie is clearly not canon because it's somehow about baking Christmas cookies and not about smothering babies. What is the fake words again? I can't remember. I'm a ghost <laughs> from the past. Also, she only had, she had less than a day to learn it. So, I mean, yeah. give the kid a break. Also, yeah. her parents abandoned her on Christmas. <laughs> they sure did. They, they don't love, love skiing. Her. Not like they love not skiing. Her. Yes. Yeah. As the angry crowd prepares to boo Maya's lap, <laughs> and again, there is more of that performative coughing and restlessness. Um, the crusty Duke comes to the rescue and joins in with the correct lyrics, and they finish the song as a duet. The old Duke's heart has grown ten sizes that day, and as he tells Whitaker. You've made an old man feel like a child at Christmas again. I believe I finally see the merit of that school of yours. The Duke finally understands the use of art. It's to manipulate Dukes out of their manners. (laughs) (laughs) To fulfill the Prince's Christmas initiative. Yes. We've all learned a valuable lesson. (laughs) that was so good I love that I I loved when she clearly forgot the words and he just and it dawned on him because he hadn't heard that he it was a whole thing where like he had sang it as a child and then they sort of stopped their tradition so he hadn't heard it in in a long time and then he just it the nostalgia washed over him and he couldn't he couldn't even believe that he remembered the words himself I mean it was Yep. It was powerful stuff. It was a good moment. Yeah. But while the Duke was blubbering to Whitaker like a big Christmas baby. <laughs> Not uh, a dead one, on a live one. Christmas no, baby. yes, an alive one. Yes. <laughs> oh. Rachel Boston and Roy have slipped out the back door into a big black SUV and are being driven to the train station. Whitaker realizes this too late and comes careering out of the palace after them on foot, but somehow can't catch them on foot. <laughs> also he runs like he doesn't like he has never run before in his life what is that running uh, yeah i don't know it was pretty bad mm-hmm. um back at the palace whitaker and the king are trying to figure out what happened why won't she answer his calls whitaker says 
either there in the mountains or she won't pick up or actually both right yeah <laughs> um, yeah I mean, the country's in the mountains um the king says there must be some way to change her mind and then a light bulb appears over whitaker's head any guesses as to whitaker's brilliant plan aunties communicating like an adult human being good guess <laughs> he can't, he's trying to call her but he can't reach her mm, carrier pigeon uh that's a pretty good guess there is I an animal also, involved i would oh, also have he accepted. rides a horse he rides a horse that's a good one i like that one he doesn't I ride would, a horse no i ah. not exactly i would Sweet also out. have accepted i would also have accepted getting the royal a royal SUV and follow her to the train station. That makes sense. That makes the most sense. I would have accepted call the driver of the SUV that she's in. <laughs> I would also have accepted call the train station and hold the train. As the, yeah, as the royal of that place. Yeah. I'm sure he could have stalled that train. But of course, those ideas are all logistics, not romance. So instead, we find Whitaker at the lighted up Christmas carousel, staring purposefully at the wishing horse. He admits to the horse that this plan is slightly more than a little unorthodox. What the shit is this? But then he, he starts admits, the carousel. He admits to the horse. <laughs> he admits to a wooden statue of a horse. But then he what starts the carousel shit? and solemnly rides the wishing horse. Excuse me? Like yes. in a circle? Like he yes. puts his hands <laughs> on the pole it only goes in a circle. And it, and, it go, and you have to wish on the third revolution. Goodbye, I'm dead. Right, you have to go around three times. And then that's when you make the wish. Who has patience for that? No one. He could have chased the SUV. Like Brian said, he could have called the train. He could have called the train. He could have done so many things that made it. sense. And instead he made a beeline to, to the, the carousel. carousel. So he could get on the wishing horse. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing. No, it's amazing. It's wonderful. It was so perfect. He solemnly tells the wooden horse, I know that this is a ridiculous idea, but it's the only idea I have. And then he gets on the carousel and he's like, and he has to turn it on himself. And then go get on the horse. This is so sad. Yeah. Is, is, is Maya there watching, being like, at least I'm not the most pathetic family member in this household anymore? No, she doesn't even know the carousel is existing because it's her Christmas surprise. Yeah, um, that's right. Know about it. Well, that's right. Because she's Although they talk about it in the front palace. of her, it seems. But yeah, but all right. So meanwhile, in the SUV, Rachel Boston is pensively fingering the pendant that Whitaker gave her. She suddenly realizes what it gives her the power to do, oh to God. ask for what she really wants. And you know what, aunties? I am fine with all of this foolishness. None of us are fully rational beings. Sometimes we rely on inanimate material objects to focus yeah. our intentions. That's and you true. know what? That's one of the uses of art, too. Yeah. Oh. And if, Whitt and if oh. Whitaker and Rachel Boston need to ride a colorfully painted horse, wooden horse and rub an exquisitely cut semi-precious stone, respectively, Instead of just picking up a cell phone. You know what? I'm willing to shake my head fondly and to chalk it all up to Christmas magic. Tis the damn season. Tis, Tis the, the damn, damn season. season. <laughs> oh my God. 
<sighs> Back at the gala, Whitaker returns, despondent that his ride on the merry-go. Oh no! Didn't work. What but was wait. he expecting for her to drop out of the sky? Yeah, I think. it did it did work because he turns around and rachel boston is back she couldn't leave ancadia without telling him and all the guests in the hilton milwaukee's robin young ballroom (laughs) (laughs) that she's falling in love with prince whitaker Hmm. he's ecstatic it worked the wishing horse i wished for you to come back oh my god this is ridiculous they kiss (laughs) and he admits that quote, I've loved you since the moment you nearly knocked me off that ladder. But what about her Boxing Day interview for program director? Well, the prince can top that offer. (laughs) He is a top. Um, (laughs) How about program director at the Royal Academy of Art? And to sweeten the deal, Roy is also gonna hire the, uh, he's also gonna hire Roy as the carousel's royal caretaker. Oh my God. So everyone gets a job in Ancadia. Um, Shame on that school that she worked at because <laughs> fool them once. Shame on Rachel, whatever her name is. Yeah. Fool them twice. And are you freaking kidding me? Just yep. hire someone else. Well, they're going to have to. They have, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Oh, she's going to be program director at the Royal Academy of Art of Ancadia. She's getting her dream job and the prince. Oh my God. And speaking of the carousel, now finally it's time for Maya's Christmas surprise. The six of them, and only the six of them, tramp through the snow to the carousel. Maya is entranced and wants to ride the wishing horse, of course. The king rides next to his granddaughter. Roy and Heidi don't get on horses because they're too old. Instead, they sit sedately together in one of the booths (laughs) and he kisses her fondly on the cheek because there is no passion remaining at their age. Oh my God. <laughs> Rachel Boston and Whitaker, because they are not yet so old, are allowed to kiss on the mouth, which they do, standing locked in an embrace as the carousel spins. God bless us, aunties. God bless us, everyone. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. A Christmas carousel. A Christmas carousel. Oh my God. I loved this movie. I just have to say, when I realized at the end that he had the choice of, like, chasing her down or going and getting on the horse, I had this moment where I was like, oh, shit, he is going to go get on the wishing horse right now. That's why the wishing horse exists, so that he can run over there in his quasi-military uniform and sit on the horse and wait till the third revolution. And then she will magically come back. And it totally worked, and it was amazing. I can't handle that. I cannot handle that. <laughs> it was so good, Sarah. A carousel moves so fucking slowly. <laughs> you have to wait till the third round. That is so ridiculous. What a ridiculous thing for an adult man who will very soon <clears throat> be the head of his head of state. <laughs> to do that is worse than Charles V of Spain or no who is his son Philip II of Spain building his ridiculous Escorial palace so that he could play tarot cards locked in a room all by himself and not have to be nagged by all of his aunts and uncles but listen 
if you are going to be the king of a small landlocked country, <laughs> wouldn't it be good if you had a wishing horse to help you get things done in the kingdom? You could be like, oh, we need a committee for this and that, and we need to figure out the budget, da da da. He'd be like, well, I could just, uh, let me just go over yeah, to the wishing horse. horse. <laughs> I'll be back in 20 minutes. Can you imagine if, like, major, like, can you imagine the Cold War being played out on the wishing horse? Like the Cuban Missile Crisis, JFK is like, oh, okay, everyone, I need to, I need to, I need, I need to take a breath. I'm, I'll be right back in approximately three slow carousel revolutions, and then he leaves the Oval Office to get on his wishing horse carousel to wish away the Cold War. Can you, if word gets out about this wishing horse, can you imagine, like? the lines and yeah. who is going like people are everyone is going to want to ride on this wishing horse terrible um, terrible but maybe he'd be able to fix this herring problem that they have well <laughs> he could wish about that yeah so overall uncle brian uh what was your overall impression of this film i maybe didn't like it as much as you did um <laughs> but it, it was amiable um like i wouldn't turn it off if it, if it were on in the background but i 